Pushkin. I've interviewed many successful people over the years, and one thing I find fascinating is that many of them don't consider themselves business savvy. Take the owners of Tightknit Brewing. They turn to Chase for business for everything from banking and payment acceptance to credit cards and do all of it in one place with the Chase mobile app. And that's helped these brew-loving friends turn a passion into a business. Learn more at chaseforbusiness.com. Make more of what's yours. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank, N.A. member FDIC. The most innovative companies are going further with T-Mobile for Business. The PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences with AI coaching tools and 5G-connected cameras. AAA is getting more drivers back on the road fast with location telematics. And the Las Vegas Grand Prix is powering race day operations with 5G connectivity, giving fans an experience at the speed they deserve. This is Accelerating Innovation with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at T-Mobile.com slash now. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. I'm Virginia Heffernan, and I wrote, I saw the face of God in a semiconductor factory for Wired, and it's the story of the week. When I was 13, I got an Apple IIe computer for my bar mitzvah. Every so often, I'd have to pop open the back and insert a new memory card or some kind of expansion card. And every time I did it, I thought to myself, these are the skills that are going to set me up when I go to Stanford and spend four years using this thing to write humor articles. Those expansion cards, the chips that were part of them with their tiny bits of metal soldered onto a green board were just a total mystery to me. They looked like someone from shop class with teeny tiny hands had gotten stoned and made a maze. They were a technology I gave no more thought to than the engine of a car. I didn't ever think about how impressive it was to make something so intricate and could never have imagined how infinitesimal those chips would become in like a few decades. So tiny that the human eye can't even perceive them. How they'd be inside everything, driving like every part of our lives. The reason I was never able to imagine any of this is because those kids in shop class would never share their weed. Writing is hard, who's got that kind of time? When you're already busy trying to be Joe Stein So he turns on a mic, maybe twiddles a knob Calls a journalist friend who's got an actual job Auditory, single story, just listen to smart people speak Conversation filled with information, it's the story of the week 
nearly all of the high-end microchips in the world. The ones we depend on for our phones and cars and Fauci's vaccinations are manufactured in this unassuming factory in a small city in Taiwan. Taiwan's in a very vulnerable position because China claims the country as part of its own. The situation's so delicate, the U.S. won't even recognize it as a country. So Taiwan has found a strategy to use this factory to help protect itself from China. The chip factory is so key to Taiwan's survival that very few people outside of the company get to go inside. Virginia Heffernan is one of the few reporters who got to visit, and she wrote about it for Wired. Okay, so you're listening to this podcast that's clearly inferior to mine, but you hear a quote that gets you interested in microchips. Yeah, I mean, let's not even bother to name the podcast. This is a minor, minor podcast that may or may not be from a major name at the New York Times. And he was interviewing the economic historian, Adam Tooze, and Tooze started to say, the fabs in Taiwan don't just protect us from China and serve as the Silicon Shield. To be inside the fabs is to be up against the face of God. (laughs) Our ability to do this stuff at nanoscale is, you know, us up against the face of God, in a sense. What was he talking about? Right. So I was like, rewind, 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 because what the hell, the word in there that I was, I was missing a word that he was likening to the face of God. And that word was fabs, F-A-B-S. What is that? It turns out it's short for fabricators. So these are the factories that make microchips in Taiwan. How in the freaking world could you be up against the face of God to go in any factory? I had to find out. All right. So you're interested in seeing microchips, which are used for everything, right? They are in virtually everything with an on-off switch and a lot of other things too. So they're in nuclear weapons, they're in our cars, they're in planes, of course, and they're in every single iPhone, every Mm -hmm. single iPad, every single Mac. Okay, so you're interested in learning more about microchips. Who do you call first? Yeah, that's a good question. So I call my brother-in-law, who is a chip designer. And he was what? at- I, You should already know all about chips then, right? Yeah, except that when I met him, I just registered. He was an engineer. He worked at IBM. He could build his own Roku device. Like he just hacked one together. Oh. So that was sort of what I had in my mind somewhere. It's a weird I thought, way to save 30 bucks, by the way. Such a great way to save $30. Um, but I finally decided, I called him up and said, what are fabs? And he said, oh, do you really want to know this? And I said, Adam Tooze said, it's like being up against the face of God. And Mark said, you know, it kind of is. And he explained to me, you know, that Intel had lost a lot of ground to this Taiwanese giant known boringly as TSMC, the Taiwanese Semiconductor Manufacturing Company. That's the name they chose to go with. TSMC, yes. It's no Google. It's kind of the opposite. It's like trying to be as like <laughs> right. uninteresting as possible. And that's for a reason. They're like a very quiet company. They just make chips and you never see their name on anything. Do the people that hire them to make chips want them to be quiet? Yeah. Well, there's a lot of secrecy involved. So they have Apple as their customer. But they don't sell any finished products. They just create the chips in collaboration with the companies. It's like a printing press saying to you, I'm not going to steal the plot of your novel. All you need to do is like give us that thing. We're going to print it and then you can sell it. How big a company is TSMC? 
it is often ranked as the 10th biggest company in the world. Lots of people call it the most powerful company in the world. TSMC is bigger than Meta. It's sometimes bigger than Tesla. So you want to go to this incredibly secretive factory. Like, do they let journalists in? They mostly don't. So I asked the beleaguered PR person there. I told him about the face of God thing. And I just said, look, I'm not looking for state secrets and I'm not looking for, you know, corporate secrets. That said, I am looking for this kind of religious experience that I've been led to believe exists there. And that's my pitch to you. What he said was, no, like that. And I was like, I'm hearing I have a chance, you know, like that. So I'm going to call you back. And basically he rejected me. He rejected me like, you know, three times, like as if, you know, you're trying to convert to Judaism or something. Like (laughs) go away, go away, go away. Okay. Is how it went. That is the rule. When someone wants to convert to Judaism, the rabbi is supposed to say no three times. Which I did, by the way. So I've I've been. (laughs) Wow. You got past the rabbis. You might as well try and get past the publicist. That's right. And so you fly to. Taiwan. And it's not in Taipei, right? Where is this factory? It's in a place called Sinchu. It's like a small city that's mostly a a very dull office park. And does it take you a long time to get there? It was an 18-hour flight. 18 hours is actually the longest a 777 can stay in the air. Why was it? Congratulations. why did they not have my bags when I landed? Because when we got off the plane, they just said, Ukraine war, Ukraine war, Ukraine war. There was Russian airspace that had to be circumnavigated. It was extremely interesting to see how Taiwan had been affected by it because they see themselves as like a sister state to Ukraine. Why? Well, they they are neighbors to a giant nuclear power that wants to annex it. So even more than Ukraine, it's in a vulnerable place. And part of their strategy to stay safe and, and not be taken over by China is this very factory that you're going to. Does this happen organically or is this planned? So Taiwan realized that it was making itself indispensable to no one with umbrellas. They made a ton of umbrellas, right? Like every umbrella they made, we have like is from the Taiwan. World, yeah, they, they monopolized umbrellas, I think, till the late 70s. And just like the industrial Midwest, they just started losing stuff to China and all these towns started wondering what to do. So they just retrained with incredible engineering schools and it worked. They became the greatest engineers in the world. But so when they turned themselves to high tech, it was like this very deliberate effort to make the island of Taiwan indispensable to the world and especially to the United States so we would protect them from Chinese aggression. And TSMC itself has the nickname, the sacred mountain that protects Taiwan. The sacred mountain that protects Taiwan. Yes. When we come back, Virginia is going to put on a very cool outfit and finally get into that factory. But first, our advertisers have some crappy non-Taiwanese umbrellas to sell you. Small business owners, this one's for you. Chase for Business and iHeart bring you a new podcast series called The Unshakables. This one-of-a-kind series will shine the spotlight on small business owners like you who faced a do-or-die moment that ultimately made their business what it is today. Join hosts Ben Walter, CEO of Chase for Business, and Tanya Nebo, a lawyer and business consultant, on these storytelling journeys of trials, tribulations, and triumphs that hinged on a single event, a split-second decision, or even a stroke of luck. 
whether the story is about a warehouse going up in flames or a former partner stealing a whole roster of clients, each episode will showcase the grit, determination, and resourcefulness a small business owner needed to turn a pivotal situation into a springboard for success. Listen to The Unshakables now and learn more at chase.com slash business slash podcast. Chase, make more of what's yours. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank, N.A., member FDIC. Copyright 2024, J.P. Morgan Chase & Company. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. The most innovative companies are going further with T-Mobile for Business. The PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences with AI coaching tools and 5G connected cameras. AAA is getting more drivers back on the road fast with location telematics. And the Las Vegas Grand Prix is powering race day operations with 5G connectivity, giving fans an experience at the speed they deserve. This is accelerating innovation with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at tmobile.com slash now. So how are these chips actually made? So the first semiconductor um, factory, they were putting like, you know, two transistors together. So, you know, like a little column with a lot of wires around it. And then it would connect to another little column with a lot of wires around it, right? But they realized the two columns could conduct electricity between them if they just both sat on something. They didn't need to be wired together. They could just sit on a material that was conductive and then they could communicate with each other, right? So they take out the wires and they just put them on a flat thing, a chip. The material that it sat on didn't need to be either entirely conductive or entirely insulating. It needed to have options. So that's why they get a semiconductor material and silicon works really well for that. All right, so they have two transistors, let's say, sitting on a piece of silicon. They slowly, slowly were realizing that they could make these things smaller so they could get more processing power on the same chip. So then they get it to four, say, and then they get it to eight. How big is a chip that they're getting eight transistors so these, on? These chips are maybe the size of a quarter Okay. at the time, right? And the way that they're putting them on is first they're just affixing little metal things. But then they realize that they can make these transistors with lithography. So they start carving with not knives and wax, but with light. And 
the light they use is first in the visible range. It's like sort of slower wavelengths. And then they start using light further up the spectrum with like tighter, smaller wavelengths. So ultraviolet light and then extreme ultraviolet light till now, you know, they're carving on basically material that's like four atoms thick. And that's how you can get from a piece of silicon to Gmail, Instagram. Does it strike you at some point that you've come all this way to see something that's too small to be seen? <laughs> it did. I get Michael, Michael, the PR, PR person kept being like, there's not much to see in there. And I finally was like, I mean, even I know that. I realize I won't see much. Okay, so you finally are going to get to enter this factory. Yeah. Are you nervous in advance of this tour? So the thing I was nervous about was, like, I kept picturing Woody Allen and Annie Hall, like, sneezing on, into the cocaine and blowing cocaine oh, yeah, everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I thought, like, I might do that, but it would be, like, with electrons. You know, <laughs> like, I would be like, oh, all the protons. <laughs> like a clumsy American walking into this, like, perfect space and you're going to knock her Exactly. Aside. So I just, I really wanted to, like, when I moved through to, like, get my hands washed, move into this incredibly clean room i didn't want to contaminate it with my horrible american ways do you walk in there in like that outfit that they need when they want to steal et do you have the full <laughs> right i had to put on a bunny suit gown up they That's called a bunny suit they call it a bunny suit and no one is like thinks of a cooler name for it it's just it doesn't like look at all like a bunny suit which because it's white I don't know. It's a spaceman suit. It's a good point. Is it hard to walk around in that gown or things are fine? You know, it's like a super sweaty raincoat on all parts of you and the COVID mask. So these are clean rooms. So if we're breathing an infinite number of dust particles per cubic yard of air, it's about 100 particles um, in this place. I was like, oh, does a piece of dust ever get in the machinery? And they looked at me blankly because what they're worried about is like a particle of neon gas getting oh. in there. Wait, so what does that feel like? You're in the cleanest air you'll <laughs> ever be in in your whole life. Exactly. It felt a little blander. Like it turns out, I think that's like the dust we breathe feels like seasoning or something to me. <laughs> but uh, the clarity from what I could see was amazing. Like that felt near religious. Like it felt like a veil had been lifted or scales had fallen from my eyes. You mean um, that visually the room just yes, looked different? Yes. Visually the room looked different. Like the main impression is that it's white. It's basically a bunch of just like white churning machines that could be just like giant old Xerox machines or something. And you're just sensitive to the fact that these tiny, tiny transistors are being etched on atoms with light somehow in the machines. But I went in and I suddenly thought, what a moving human aspiration to try to make things immaculate. Like I sort of started to cry while I was walking around, like my eyes missed it up. And I thought tears are so contaminating. It just seems like human cells are just kind of just, they like besmirch everything they touch. You know, I was very sensitive to like, did I have COVID microbes in my lungs? So I was thinking about all that. And then I was thinking about the design of a hospital to be in theory, germ-free, to be immaculate. And then at once, it seemed to me not just a hospital, but like a NICU, like a place mm -hmm. where like, little tiny precious bodies were 
between life and whatever comes before life. So these tiny, tiny transistors that are made, etched on atoms by its incredible art are just in there fighting for their lives. Some of them don't make it because they get some kind of contamination. And they're the product of this extraordinary human collaboration made possible by the like corniest values of the Enlightenment that like science and art progress together. And I just thought we all are like almost holding our breath because we want them to live so much. And the physicists here and the engineers here and the technicians here and the operators here and even me are just so invested in making this project continue. I'm starting to see what the face of God means. It's like humans are not meant to be able to like understand the vastness of the universe or the tininess of an atom. And in this case, people are messing with things that humans can't see. And so that is like getting into a realm way beyond where we should be. Is that what the face of God means? That is absolutely what I came to understand. That you it is crazy. You start to see the effects of atoms. It sounds like you have these maternal feelings about these microchips, which I, I kind of get. And at a time when there's COVID, when democracy's in trouble, it must feel like you're walking into the last room with with the hopes of humanity that you've grown up with. I'm so, I mean, yes, I feel like I was, st I was standing there thinking like, what a beautiful system. I was just inventing it in my head and thinking, and it's a protection against autocracy, which stifles wisdom and stifles innovation and development and progress. And I just was so delighted with my master ideology. And then all of a sudden I realized I had just reinvented neoliberalism. <laughs> <laughs> okay, as cool as all this is, it's a factory, right? Like, are people happy who work there? If you look at Glassdoor, you'll see that not everyone loves it. They're on call far too much. Mm. Um, they're exhausted. I was trying to find out why engineers would go to work at TSMC since they probably could go to Google. There, you know, it's like special like nap rooms plus massages plus aromatherapy plus yeah. pecan crusted rockfish. Wait, what's lunch like at TSMC? Well, you can get 10% off at Burger King and 7-Eleven. So never oh. let them say that TSMC doesn't spoil its employees. But the work itself is so extraordinary. I mean, you're, you're etching on atoms. If you're drawn to engineering, this is the greatest job in the world. It's the chance to do it at the highest level. It's the chance to do it for your country, for the promise of democracy, for the furtherance of progress, you're like basically treated like thank you for your service as you walk around the country. Like one thing they say is girls don't like TSMC engineers, but their mothers do. Like, oh, that was me. That was always, <laughs> and I thought it would change when I got older because I thought like, oh, everyone's mom thinks you know, that their daughter should date me. Eventually I'll get old enough where I'm <laughs> dating moms. But then I got old enough and it was just like their moms still approved of me. There was no, uh, it there's no, it's infinite. You. Oh my gosh. All turtles all the way down. Yeah. Maybe that's what's going on with TSMC too, but the, your country respects you. How about that? Screw that. So, but are they like Silicon Valley bros who like spend their money in splashy ways or Warren Buffett style, like not showing off with their money? They don't, it's not, sh not showing off, but also that the great way to like spend your time is, I mean, tennis, chess, you know, they're billionaires and they roll up their sleeves and like serve 
soup through their churches. And yeah. Joe Biden has made this whole idea of democracy and chips part of a plan. How does that work? In 2022, the Chips and Science Act and Keith Kroc, who was in the um, State Department, heavily spearheaded this effort. It onshored TSMC fabs to the U.S., um, and one of them in Phoenix is slated to open um, in the fall, I think. Um, Wait, why would you want them in the U.S.? The whole, the whole point was to protect Taiwan. Yeah. Why, why indeed would you want them in the U.S.? Because you don't want the U.S. to be like, oh, we can, all, we can just make them here. So, you know, we're cutting you loose Taiwan and leaving you at the mercy of China. We're not going to protect you. We're not going to be allied with you. That was very carefully worked out in part by Keith Kroc. And what he made happen is made sure that the fabs in Arizona are a subsidiary of TSMC. All the research is at TSMC. All the training is at TSMC. And that basically, you know, just because we have, you know, some of the materials here, we still need Sinchu uh, to give the orders and the research. And also, it was an act of trust. You know, it's another way of sealing the alliance between the two countries and making our position of strategic ambiguity less ambiguous. Are the TSMC people worried that, like, Oh, the the lazy Americans who work at Google and eat the pecan crusted chicken aren't going to be up to snuff and work hard at our Phoenix factories. Wasn't it rockfish? Not just chicken, Joel. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Lots of people have long stated that Taiwan has the best trained engineers in the world. American engineers are often like we have. Obviously, we have a great nuclear program, great space program. But American engineers apparently like to work on things they can see more. They like big things. So there is a running stereotype that the Americans who came to train in Sinshu were lazy and were just like, you know, ADHD addled duds. Would you want to work at TSMC? I could never work at TSMC, but I can stand in awe of it. I'm glad you're uh, still a journalist and not working at a chip factory. (laughs) Yeah, they didn't make me an offer. Virginia Heffernan, I'm always a fan of yours, and I particularly loved I Saw the Face of Gold in a semiconductor factory that you wrote on the cover of Wired, and it is the story of the week. Thank you so much for talking to me. Such a pleasure. Thank you so much. I'm staring at a chip right now, and it is truly a wonder. Like, I have no idea how this thing's made. Acidulant? Maltodextrin? Uh, Why does it say contains milk? It's a dill pickle-flavored potato chip. Why would you need milk to make that? We have come so far with technology. It's, like, important to take a moment and appreciate it. At the end of the show, what's next for Joel Stein? Maybe he'll take a nap or Our show is produced by Joey Fishground, Mo Laborde, and Nisha Venkut. It was edited by Lydia Jean Kopp. Our engineer is Amanda K. Wang, and our executive producer is Catherine Girardot. Our theme song was produced by Jonathan Colton. A special thanks to my voice coach, Vicki Merrick, and my consulting producer, Lauren Zelaznik. To find more Pushkin podcasts, listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Joel Stein, and this is Story of the Week. Taiwan was still masking when I was there in October, so I had to take two N95 masks. Is two better? 
because like, I know with condoms, two is worse. Oh, I mean, I don't know about sensation. Two no, is no, no, worse. I mean, like, no, it, it more danger of it like falling off or not working. Oh, you know, it's like, um, like if you go to a mosque, you want to like really cover up so that show your nice. deference yep. and modesty. Okay. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.